Hello, and welcome to episode 8 of Down the Back of the Sofas, the podcast with Stephen Russ that embraces everything, not only the shiny new penny you've found, but also the half-chewed COVID toffee covered in fluff. We are two friends who have known each other for oh, 10 years and realised we do go on a bit. Well, Russ does. Uh, and we thought, let's record ourselves when it happens. And here we are. Hello, Russ. How are you? Hi, Steve. Yeah, I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. What have you been up to since the last time we spoke, which has been a while? Um, Well, not a lot. I don't want to go out, if I'm quite honest with you. Uh, scares me a little bit. So it's just been a case of... Watching some films, playing some games, and and the boring side of work. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah. That's me. about it. <laughs> well, what about yourself? Not too much. Uh, no. So eat, sleep, repeat that sort of thing. Just work. Yeah. But um, I've been playing sort of No Man's Sky a lot more, but but more dealing with all the bits that I never really bothered with when I was playing it on the PS4, like um, gas and mineral mining and all that sort of stuff, because. Once you start getting into that, it uses up a lot of power, and you really need to find yourself some electromagnetic generators and put them up. So it's, it's been quite involved, but really playing the game how it was supposed to be played, if you know what I mean. So, but uh, yeah, yeah. So I've just been dabbling in and in on that. Okay, let's perch on the edge of our seat and discuss what's piqued our interest since our last episode. In So Far, So Good. Okay, Russ. Um, since last time, we've had quite a few things happen. Mandalorian Season 2 is very, very close. Yeah. Yeah, release, yeah, releasing on the 30th of October. And then weekly running all the way up to Christmas, which I'm quite looking forward to. Uh, it's already been confirmed that season three is on schedule and uh, is uh, to begin production for the end of the year, COVID permitting. But what uh, Favreau said is, you know, we've got a lot of people in masks, we've got a lot of digital work, so if anything, it's it's quite uh, safe for a lot of their work to do because it's not like a normal production as such. Yeah. Um, there's also been some... Um, Talk about the the Mandalorian movie as well. Yeah, uh, I heard something Favreau's about that. Also, yeah, Favreau's also said that there's no rush, uh, but he's open to it, as there's uh, no rule book anymore. Right, which sounds good because it, it is. He's sort of pushing himself away from having to do a, you know, a Skywalker based uh, story, mm. which really helps. So because you know, it's a big universe out there. Yeah, so as far as Star Wars films are concerned, like I know the the main story is, is finished, but 
are they still because they were planning to do more Star Wars films. I, I know the Mandalorian will be a spin-off, but they were planning to do like more full Star Wars films. Is that still the case, or have Disney put like the pause on it? Uh, I don't. I think they. Ha- I think they're looking more towards from a, a TV series type thing because obviously Obi One's going to be a TV series, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so I think they're. I think. I think um, there's, there's been no sort of confirmation of what any films would be about. Just the fact. Oh, it does seem to have faltered on the movie front. Yeah. But um, I mean, if we could, I mean, like Favreau saying, you know, season three is going going ahead. But we haven't again. We haven't really heard much about the Obi Wan series. So, no, I mean that was that was going to use the same technology. I mean, right. presumably again, that's going to be a lot of people in masks and stuff. I mean, whether they're they're writing it and you know they're they're getting on with season two of that as well as you know thinking right, we've we've got we we've done the script for season one. We're we're just going to do, go straight on to season two. You know, and and which is fine by me. Um, mm. Because I, I don't particularly want to see any of these fizzle out after one season. That's but, the thing, yeah? yeah. You spend that time getting invested into it, and you know you learn about all the characters and that, and you get you enjoy it, and then all of a sudden you find out it's been cancelled. Yeah, yeah. I, I I just think that the Star Wars universe is so big that you know that there's a multitude of different stories that can be told, yeah. and it's yeah, like you know no rush. You know, we just want it as a win, and. Um, yeah. But we don't want them to churn out rubbish, though, you know, just for the sake of it. Yeah, I mean, because they've, they've got the property now, so do do something decent with it. But not only that, you know, the way cinema is at the moment, which we'd, we'll be discussing later, is is, is more conducive to, to do a TV series now than, than ever before. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, moving on, we've got... We had the uh, another Apple event on the 13th, which, unfortunately, I just... I found boring. I, I've never yeah. felt that way. I've, I was looking forward to it, thinking, trying to stay away from all the leaks and everything that was coming out. About oh, they're going to be talking about this. They're going to be talking about that. And it was like, well, okay, yeah, I know you got to talk about the new phone, but you know, what's it going to be like? And it was just the phone with a different number after it. And I, I can see where you know, if you're into your media and making uh, movies and, and uh, photography and that st- stuff that. The pro is, you know, going to be where you're looking, but for the normal Joe, there was nothing there. It, no. it, 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 you're not. I mean, I used to look forward to these, thinking, "Wow, what's going to change now?" Because mm. I suppose in a short, or if, what it felt like a short space of time, you had, um, you know, this. It used to be when they used to talk about it, and I remember the, the. Um, the the people who were there sometimes chuckled when you saw hey, and it's magic, you know we've mm. got this new thing and it's magic and it works like yeah. magic and it's but it felt like that sometimes the fact that you know you 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 was using technology that you'd only seen in sci-fi films and then mm. suddenly you know the iPad came along and it's like oh my god it's literally the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy you know. Yeah. Uh, and then suddenly, you know, you get the watch, or you get the Apple Pencil, and you get everything. And it just seems to have stalled, and it's the same the same stuff. You know, it, it's good that some bits are updated, but it, it's not enough. It's like, you know, where's the new stuff? 
Where's the where's, innovation? It's gone. Yeah, where's this? I mean, there was meant to be some tiles coming out where you could find stuff. I mean, you can you can get sort of things like that now, but they they're not accurate enough. Yeah, you know, and these um, um <clears throat> well, the, the most well, the thing that they seem to be covering on the most with these new phones, it always seems it, it just seems about oh, there's a better camera in it. You know, you'll be able to do slow mo and you know all this kind of thing. It always seems, seems to be around what the camera can do. Yeah, um, you know. I I can't take pictures for you know I, I'm not into photography and you know and I'm not going to go and you know get a new contract for a phone where it's just a case of it's got a new number and a some new glass on the front of it you know who cares about the glass that's on the front it's not going to make any difference to the user experience I'm sorry but even when iOS 14 got announced earlier in the year it's like well you've not really added a lot to it there's you know it's not a it's, it's, it's come from a major number from 13 to 14, but it's not a major release. I mean, it was more I, like a 0.5. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I found that, you know, with the Apple Watch, I've got a Series 5, I'm happy with it. It does everything that I need it to do. You know, the the, the oxygen level thing was really good in the Series 6, but it's like, well, come on. So, yeah, it, now the watch does something else. But what about the straps? I mean, yeah. you, you know, do something where something's built in the strap. Yeah, you know something like that. It, it, there's no. It, it just seems to me that you know that where's the glasses? Where's the AR glasses? Where's any news on? I mean, they're very secretive in some of the stuff they do, and yet I'm sure they do leak stuff on purpose to build the hype beforehand. Oh, they do. Yeah, and without it, and, a doubt. And it, and it's like, well, where, where's all the new bits and pieces? You know, where's yeah. I mean, if you don't want to go into foldable screens, I mean, I like the look of some of them, even in one that has a hinge rather than the screen folding. It's mm. something else, but you know, for fifteen hundred quid, no. You know, no. I, I've when I when I got my iPhone eleven, I decided on a three year contract because I kind of knew nothing was going to come out in that time to make me want to actually upgrade. Yeah, and, and unfortunately, it's coming true. Mm. There's just nothing there. No, um, I, have to, I have to admit, I'm not. It doesn't excite me anymore, and um, you know, I don't really care about the HomePod, um, a mini version of that coming out. Um, I, I'm a, an Alexa person. I, I find them, you know, pretty good. And I was really hoping that a new Apple TV was going to be um, announced. You know, they've been saying that they were they're working on one, and or supposedly working on one. And I was really hoping it was going to get announced, but nothing. I don't know if they're working on on an updated version of that or not. Yeah, I mean, again, I mean, I'm, I bought the HomePod. It is a real nice speaker. But I don't use Siri with it because Siri is atrocious. Mm. You know, I, yeah. I've moved I've moved over to uh, Alexa because it just it works so much better, and I've got sick and tired of trying to use Siri. And it says I found this on the web. I'm sorry, mm. but I've asked you to do something verbally, and you come back to me with something that I have to read. No, you read it back to me. Yeah, that's the that's idea. That's the whole point of an assistant, not yeah. doing half a job. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I found what? this bit of paperwork for you to read. Like, I'm just going to ask my assistant, uh, excuse me, what appointments have I got today? Here, I'll have a look at that. Here's your calendar. Yeah, and it's like, excuse me, assistant, what's the weather like? I don't know, open the window and stick your head out. It's, yeah. Seriously, that is what yeah. Siri does. And it's like, you work on that. And then I'll then I'll look into anything that's got Siri on it, 
But yeah. as regards to just making the the home pod smaller, bleh, what's the point yeah. of that? You're you're oh, I know. N- you're going into follow up territory now rather than mm. innovation. You're you're not doing anything new. You're just playing catch up on on anything that Amazon's doing. So I was really disappointed. The only the only positive thing that's coming out of Apple at the moment is how many movies are being updated to 4K on the yes. Apple TV. And yeah. there's a lot of older ones like Jaws, you know, Dog Soldiers is just coming out, Beetlejuice, you know, and, you know, that that's what makes my film library worthwhile because I'm obviously getting these free, which yeah. is really good. Yeah. Um... The other Before thing, we go on. Just, yeah, no. just one more yeah. thing. Just one more thing about things like with Apple products is, you know, you you say like you know, the build quality is good and all the rest of it, but you know, you can pick up an, an Amazon Alexa like the Dot now. I think you can. They've just updated it. They've just brought a new one out. And I think it's like forty, fifty quid. I'm not sure how much this new HomePod Mini is, but chances are it's probably going to cost you a couple of couple hundred quid an arm and a leg. You know, that's that's Apple pricing for you, and their products just don't equate to the amount of money that they cost. But you were saying like the iPhone 12 is like 1,500 quid. Who's gonna, I know there's people out there that's going to buy it, but really? Are you? Yeah, well, it's, it's more, the, more the foldable Samsung ones at 1,500. But, well, the I mean, the, the, the pros are about what, anything from a grand. A grand upwards yeah. is, is their base price. For that kind and, of money, you want some serious changes, not just some new yeah. bit of glass. With, with a bit of a faster processor. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's just not... Anyway. Let's leave that one there. Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, again, it's a bit of a double-edged sword. You've got the uh, the Quest 2 has obviously come out since the last time we spoke. Um, I'm quite Quest, excited about that, actually. The, yeah, the, the Quest... I, I, I've been reviewing a lot of YouTube bits and pieces, and I don't think that if you've got a Quest that you should upgrade to the Quest 2 because it's not a fully-fledged sequel. Um, it's interesting though that the Quest 2 from a comfort point of view I mean everything's been you know greatly upgraded with the processor um, the lenses uh, but the comfort thing they always said that the original Quest was very front heavy and it seems that you can get an an elite strap to go with the Quest 2 £50 I think it is and it has the circle that tightens which is like the PSVR. Now, yeah. I always maintain that you, you know, you and me. I've got a Rift. You've got a Rift S. But I've always yeah. maintained that the most comfortable headset I've ever worn is a PSVR. And they had. Well, that saying that, but my, my Rift, my Rift S has the turdy thing on the back. Ah, right. Ah, but it ah, doesn't right. look okay. as comfortable. Yeah, it doesn't look as comfortable as the new strap for the Quest Two, though, because the Quest Two, you've got that rubbery thing that moulds around the back of the head as well. The Rift S hasn't got that. Right. Okay. So. There, there is also a variant as well of the Elite Strap that has a battery actually mm. in it to to extend the life, but that only comes in a bundle when you buy the carry case. So uh, if you want what? the normal, if you if you want the normal Elite Strap, you're looking at forty nine quid. But if you want the one that has the battery, that then costs you one hundred and twenty nine because you have to buy that and the carry case together. Oh come on! Uh, are we being <laughs> completely screwed over? Insult- <laughs> Basically. Um, so yeah, it, it's whatever works for you. It's um, you know, pays you money, you takes your choice, sort of thing. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think... I've heard, um, yeah. like you watched a couple of YouTube videos, and it, um, I don't know if you've seen the similar sort of ones, but it's very much the case of if you have a, a Rift or a Rift S, then it is, definitely from a Rift point of view, it is a worthwhile upgrade. It's a minor upgrade from the Rift S to the, to the Quest 2, but what I like about it is the fact that, yeah, I've got a Rift S, but it's, it's got to be constantly plugged into me PC. You know, if I want to have a quick game of, of Beat Saber and I'm away from my PC, I'm, I can't. Yeah. You know, where the well, that's, that's what I like about the Quest 2 is the fact that it is portable, you can take it anywhere, and then you can just chuck the, chuck the link cable into it, plug it into your PC, and you've got all the features of the, the Rift and the Rift S with the better display and, and, and everything else that comes with it. Yes, that's true. That's true. I mean, and, I mean and for 300 point... quid as well. Sorry? 300 quid as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, from your point of view, you've got the Rift S, so you've got the inside-outside tracking with the with the cameras on the on the face thing anyway. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing at the moment is there's no games out that are taking advantage of the the higher processor of the Quest Two. You've still yeah, got the, 90, the old line at the moment. Yeah, yeah. refresh rate. They're but, coming. It's uh, coming though. It's yeah, coming. yeah. Also, okay. what I don't like about the Rift S is the um, software IPD settings. I they just don't work. Sorry, they don't work. I remember you saying that. Yeah, why they've moved away from that, I don't know. It's, it's got to be. And even with the, the, the Quest Two, it's like it, it snaps into three different positions. Why couldn't they've just done what they did with like on your Quest, where you have the, the slider underneath? Mm. You know, why couldn't yeah. they've just done that? Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to have a slight change this episode. Our sofa focus. Both of us are going to collaborate on this. So um, here we go. <laughs> Okay, Russ, so, yep, you wanted to talk about a certain thing on this week's Sofa's Focus. Yeah, I think it's uh, an important discussion that we, we should have with the way things are in the world at the minute and how it's basically affecting film industry, um, even to some point the games industry as well, uh, and also, you know, the, the, the cinema side of things as well. Um, just Everything just seems to be put on hold. It's a shame there's so many films being delayed cinemas having to close because there's nothing to show um and really a, a lot of films in just uh, in nowhere no man's land it's like are they ever going to be finished you know is everything going to go back on track we just don't know i used to enjoy the cinema i think something changed as i got older and there was a, a pivot point where i had my own home cinema uh, and that's where I realised that cinema going is is great, but people are annoying, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and that's what ruins the cinema experience. Because you you yeah. go to you're you're paying your money to go to watch a film, and you're not paying your money to go and sit next to an, a complete idiot, yeah, who will either have his phone out or mm. quite happily be talking or be there for some other reason that doesn't include the film and you think we'll go and sit somewhere else yeah. and, and let's, just, let's face it the cinemas aren't that it's not cheap to go to the cinema anymore you know it used to be a cheap night out you know but it's well, not anymore the tickets are cheap but if you want anything yeah. to eat or drink <laughs> you've yeah. got to take an, an extra mortgage out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, 
yeah, my, my argument, I, I don't know how this, this would come across, but to have a film industry, do you really need cinemas? What do you think? Be- um, well, a couple of the, well, I can't, well, we're not going to call them big releases because they're not massive, but a couple of films that were due to come out at the cinema um, have gone to streaming services like um, Disney's Mulan. That was due to come out of the cinema, got delayed, um, and then nothing in the world improved. So they put it straight to Disney Plus, which annoyed me a little bit because you pay whether you pay a monthly fee or you've paid for a yearly fee for Disney Plus, and then they put these films out and they want you to pay a premium subscription on top to get access to those new films. Um, I can kind of understand that in the way, but not the kind of prices they're they're, they're charging. So, and also I think with um, another film was uh, Wonder Woman 1984. I've been hearing that that may be going to streaming services as well because that was due to be released. Um, it's been been delayed, but there's some rumours going around that that may be coming. I don't know which streaming service, but it, it may be coming to streaming services. So um, it's a difficult one because, you know, you charge, what they charge, nine £10 for a cinema ticket? And then, but to rent a film, say on the Apple TV, it's only like what, four or five quid. But then they brought the new Scoop film out, which they did as a rent on Apple TV, and I think they were charging like ten, twelve pounds for that to rent it. So there's money to be made, but I don't know. People still do like going out. That's the thing. And a lot of these, I, I don't know. It's just people like going out as a group as well, and you get that same feel going around someone's house with not so good screen sounds, not as good. Just overall experience isn't what the filmmakers are expecting you to see it at. Yeah, true. I suppose it's somebody, you know, creating a, you know, painting a, a, a picture and you're only sort of looking at half of it with one eye covered and, you know, squinting. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But, you know, years and years ago, I mean, it all started with me <clears throat> with I had a 32-inch CRT standard TV, not widescreen. Yeah. And I remember I was watching a VHS uh, copy of Return of the Jedi, pan and scan, and I had uh, a pair of headphones on. I, I, I can't remember why, but I just I thought, oh, I'll, I'll just plug them in and, and listen to the TV with headphones. Never done it before. And it was a scene where... Uh, they're above the Salak pit and you know, Luke Skywalker's trying to get into Jabba's palace and stuff like that and Boba Fett fires his cable and it goes around Luke Skywalker yeah. and it suddenly went from one ear to the other ear and oh, it was like and across. oh my god yeah. I, I didn't because you know the TV we had was mono and VHS yeah. at the moment the, be- the you know the, the best it could do was stereo but I'd never had a, a pair of headphones. I never listened to it. And from then on, it was like, oh, right, hang on a minute. So I'd added a couple of speakers. And so the, 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 the quality of the sound was better. Um, then you had, in the early 90s, you had some VHS widescreen videos come out from 20th Century Fox, which was Alien and Die Hard. And it all came out like, you know, widescreen, how it was meant to be seen. Because... 
you know, you were starting to get people with widescreen TVs as that gradually built up as well. And, you know, watching a widescreen movie on a fairly small, normal television was pretty bad because the bars top and bottom was, you know, so big. Um, From then on, I had a couple of, uh, another couple of uh, speakers. These were all passive speakers. So then I got an amplifier uh, to to make them work. From then I went to a 5.1 system and thought, hang on a minute, because that's when I went to Laserdisc. Mm. So the movies had 5.1. And from there I went to a 50-inch rear projection TV. Laserdisc suddenly went out. DVD come in. I went to a projector. And I was building this cinema. And I was hearing films how they was meant to be heard. Because... As time went on, you you even got systems of a seven point one, not even mm. five point one, and the I went to a projector that could do a screen a hundred inches, you know, pushed it, put <laughs> put a bed cover up, and you could do two hundred mm. inches. So my cinema was there, and and I felt I I wasn't doing a disservice to any film that I was watching. Mm. Now, you've got sound bars. You know, the normal size of a television is, what, 50-inch? 50-inch upwards. Most of them are 4K or, you know, getting into that high definition. You've got your Apple TVs that are streaming. You know, your Disney Pluses are all streaming films 4K. There's your cinema. Mm. It's in your own home. You know, the fact that... You know, with a, with an Apple TV, if you're wearing the new iPod Pros, they've got, I can't remember what they call it, but the sound, if you move your head, the sound goes with you. So basically, if you move your head, you know, to the left, you can hear more coming out of the right, you know, so it right. doesn't. So everything's changing to, to give you that um, experience. You know, if you have people around to watch a film, everybody's getting the same experience. And the fact that they're they're now bringing these, I mean, there, there was a rumble even before COVID that they wanted to, they was thinking about doing this, and the cinemas are up in arms with bringing yeah. films earlier to a home release, <clears throat> because if you think you're you're paying the price of potentially one one ticket to watch it as many times as you can in say a forty eight hour period, yeah, by as many people as you can get in front of the TV, so you are getting a better price than you would do with the cinema. And the only people that are kind of losing out is the, the cinema owners. I don't know. I think the, the, the filmmakers do as well, to a degree. Because if you can watch, as you say, watch that film so many times within a 24 or 48-hour period and you get you know a whole load of people around, then that's you're paying like £12 for that 48 hours. But, but everyone going to the cinema would pay £10 each. Yes, but... When you're dealing also, still now, I think, with the cinema release not being able to watch it when you want to watch it, you're going to get a lot more people going to pirate it. Yeah. yeah. That that was the thing. That was the thing I found with the likes of Apple doing the 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 um, the um the iTunes with the movies and that. It was instant. If you wanted it, you got it. And mm. that kind of is what people had when they were pirating. It wasn't so much the fact they didn't want to pay for it. They wanted it when they wanted it. Yeah. And to give them that opportunity, it cut. It, it, I think it cut down a lot in the pirating. Mm. 
because people had access to what they wanted straight away, but they were still prepared to pay for it. But they mm. wanted it at a high quality and they wanted it straight away. And I think I with, the, with the films, you know, if you can, if you can get that, I and and your setup is fairly good. I don't think there's any difference between what you'd get in the cinema. If anything, it'd probably be better. Yeah, you should definitely buy the snacks a lot cheaper anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm actually quite surprised that some of the films that have now been delayed haven't been leaked. A lot of times, you know, you find when something like that happens, someone manages to get hold of it somehow. And I, I like the likes of, of Bond, which has now been delayed till next year. The new Dune film, which was supposed to have come out this December, has been delayed by a year. It's now not until next December. It's like, why delay it a whole year? Um, but I'm surprised those, and so Top Gun 2 as well, all finished films, well, Dune's not quite finished, they're still editing it, but the other two are, are finished films. Um, there's a release date for, for, for Bond, but nothing for Top Gun 2 yet. And I am quite surprised that someone hasn't managed to get out of a copy of those somehow. True, and, unless, yeah. unless it's because, we, you know... We are all used to getting these things now at quite a high quality and and straight mm. away. And do you really want to step back into those shoes of uh, a fuzzy picture with somebody standing up and coughing yeah. and, and getting out of the way of the cinema that you used to pick up at a market? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The old cam releases. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's always like it wasn't quite level either. It was always like at an angle. <laughs> and going in and out of focus and it was like oh this is yeah. really what the director wanted me to see wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> and that is all because people wanted to see it when they wanted to see it you know it shouldn't have a yeah. staggered release it should have a worldwide release and that's it uh, I, I I do I am sort of a little disappointed that I know that it can't be helped but some of these films have, have, have been delayed um, especially the likes of the three I just spoke about you know Obviously, so I'm really excited for Top Gun too, and um, yeah, I, I understand the reasons behind it, but it is it is a shame, and you know, just don't know when you're finally going to get to see these films. And you know, they've got another release date for Bond, but who, who's saying that you're going to be able to see it then? You don't know what's going to happen, and you know, is, are things going to improve enough by then that they they will show it? Um, and there's like you know the, the new Batman film with Robert Pattinson. That's in filming at the mill at the minute, and for the, this week they've been filming in in Liverpool, and Liverpool's been set to the the highest tier of these new guidelines that have come out. But they've been allowed to continue filming because basically they've said that the film crew is one massive bubble, if you like. They all self isolate. They're all wearing masks. Um, but after this week, they're going down to Warner Brothers Studios in London to to continue filming. Um, but you know. Robert Pattinson apparently got COVID at one point and they shut the whole production down. Um, they've restarted it again now, but is that then going to get shut down again? The Matrix 4 production's been shut down. It's, it's all over the place. I suppose depending how, you know, the way films are made, the the fact that The Mandalorian was in post-production when, when it all hit and they were still able to do stuff because of the technology, it, yeah. it's how much needs to be real how much needs to be filmed. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's interesting the way we are getting, like I said earlier on, a surge in 4K updates to a lot of the films, a lot of older films that are on Apple TV. I mean, I don't know if 
if that's also from a physical point of view with the discs because I don't really because I don't really follow that side having an Apple TV yeah. it's all digital whereas you know people who have got 4K players I mean are the discs coming out as well I don't know but well, I saw an advert for Back to the Future that is all coming out on disc 4K but you you've you've got I haven't personally bought the back I, I, okay look I hang my hand up I haven't bought the Back to the Future box set yet on on Apple TV but I, I know that you own it is that has that been updated updated to 4K already have um, they done I, it I don't know I'll, I'll have a quick look now actually because that's what I was looking for on uh, on other films that have been updated because um... I'm sure they if they had it done they would have jumped to the front of um, you know the most popular releases or, or, or yeah films, jumps up to when the that top, tends to jumps happen up the top, they go it? to yeah. the top yeah but I don't know if that collection has actually been released or not yet so it may not be that it's, it, it's come out yet it may yeah it may not it's just um... well, I know there's certainly been other films that I do own that um you know, been re-released in 4K, and and because you've already you've already paid for it, you automatically get that that 4K version. It doesn't look like it. No, they're still saying they're HD. Um, yeah, even the box maybe case still it's saying just, it's HD. It, it, it might not be released. It's interesting. Yet. Some do. Some some a majority of them normally are just updated, which is great. Mm. But there has been an occasion where you'll find one that is a, it's, it's a separate. A purchase, but yeah. very rare. But then, I normally, I think that is because it's um, like Alien. Alien 4K was a separate purchase, but was of course, it? it doesn't come with all the bits that come with the 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 the, the box set with all the other films. Right. So, you know, again, if you want the 4K, go for it. Yeah. If not, I think it does stick depend the on one you've got with films. the thing. Yeah, as with the, the you mentioned Alien, with the Aliens film, there's like two or three different versions of that out that you can buy. It's not a case of you buying the one version and you get all of it. Um, you know, they want the money for each each individual version, which I, I find a little strange because there's other films where you just pay for it the once, and if they bring out a, like a special edition of it, it's like you go into that film, say, like, oh, okay, I've got the special edition, but you yeah. may not had it beforehand. I'm wondering if that a bit like um, we was talking about on a few uh, previous episodes was the the like the latest uh, Rambo film that suddenly yeah. came out with a with an uncut version that was included. Yeah. So yeah. or no directors was it directors cut or was it an, I can't remember now. It was an I think it was a, an, un, a, an uncut. uncut version. So but that was just included with your purchase. So yeah. I'm wondering if it's more from the distributors rather than it's, it's not Apple deciding. No, I don't what think it happens? is. I think it's very much the film companies, yeah. Yeah. It's like this new director's uh, cut of Rocky Four. Are we mm. uh, is that going to be part of what you've already purchased or is that going to be another another, you know, one ten quid? There you go. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I mean I, I've I've lost but then again I can't you know, I'd be too faced if if I disagreed with it because I c I've lost count the amount of times I've bought Star Wars. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, you know, I I've, know. I've my first ever purchase was on VHS. Then I bought a box set, the definitive uh, collection on um, Laserdisc. Yeah, I bought it again on Laserdisc with the special editions. I bought it on DVD with the special editions. I bought it again when they brought out the originals only on DVD because it was going to be yeah. for a certain amount of time. You could get the un-special editioned versions. 
I then bought it again on Blu-ray, and I've then bought it again on digital. <laughs> Go on, yeah. You know, uh, I think when you when you look at it from these films as well, I suppose if like this Back to like especially Back to the Future now they've come out of 4K, I, I suppose if you look at it and they did make you pay for it again, then you'd have to think about it. Well, for those that have actually purchased the physical copy on Blu-ray. They don't get to take their receipt back to the shop when the 4K version comes out, and they get to swap it for the 4K. So, yeah, that's true. a similar sort of thing, really. Yeah, uh, and, I, and I, I do have quite a big collection of, of films on Apple, and I've noticed that they, they don't make us sing and dance about. Oh, that's suddenly gone to 4K. You know, you no, you, you go into it, and it's like, oh, oh, it's 4K, <laughs> and, and it's cost you nothing apart from the original price. Which some of them, I've, I, it's been two, three years that I've bought yeah. it. So, yeah. and that could have been on a deal, a Christmas deal. It could have been like three quid, two ninety nine, and now suddenly I've got a four K version for two ninety nine. Yeah. You you can't compete with that with a physical disc. So yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I've always been. I enjoyed the cinema experience for some films. I mean, you know, I went to see Independence Day, and I loved the fact that people were in the screens attached to that moaning that their Mr. Darcy period drama was getting huge bass boosts from the Independence yeah. Day, which was next door. <laughs> 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 and I was complaining about it, and, and I didn't care. Um, no. but, um, <laughs> uh, and I suppose big spectacles like that was a big spectacle, because at the time you didn't have a 65-inch TV. Yeah, you didn't have the technology at home. Which is the you, norm. That you can have now. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you want to go, you know, you can go further with that if you want to get a projector. Mm. You know, you, you get a separate screen and a projector now, which, which prices have come down, you know, dramatically. And you've got your home cinema. You you know, if you, it literally, you, you pair that with a decent, um, a, a decent one-off sound bar, or if you go into separates, they're still cheap enough just to put your rear speakers and your centre speaker, and that's it. You know, you've you, got a sound bar. What, what what's it? Re- you know, is, is it as good as having I, like, the full surround? Uh, uh, well, no, but it, it it's not as good as having separates. Nothing is as good as having separates. No, because you know, as soon as you have your your rears and your centre speaker, you know, your centre speaker is just for dialogue. You know, you can have these big explosions and stuff, and you can still hear what's being said because it's coming out of a central bit. Because most of the yeah. time, if if anybody's going to be speaking, the camera's going to be on them, and your yeah. eyes are looking at them, and that's where the sound comes. Whereas for special effects and bits and pieces, it could come from any speaker. Yeah. So, um, I don't think any sound bar can can be as good as as separates. And and I, and I think it depends on your your layout of your room, how you're sitting, what direction you're facing, um, it will well, it, do, do, do just as... I mean, I've always found that any widescreen TV, even a brand new one, the speakers are never very good. Because no. if, you, if you think the, the form uh, of a, a TV is getting so thin that the, the back part that has the, the electrical board and bits and pieces and speakers in are, are never going to be as good as you need no. them to be and not only that when you've got a uh, a fairly big sized TV 
there is no speaker that's facing you. It goes backwards. Yeah. You know, there's no yeah. speaker. It's not like the old, you know, where you, you used to have like a screen and a speaker next to it that was facing yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> all the speakers now go backwards and bounce off the wall. Yeah, also all these TV companies as well all, all have, have their own sound bar, so they're purposefully not going to put high-quality speakers in them, if, if they could, because they want you to go out and buy their sound bar. Exactly, exactly. And I, I, um, mm. Also, as well, it's interesting with when you do HD channels, the sound is always a lot lower yeah. for some reason and, and, uh, than, than just normal normal channels. But um, so Do you think... Do you think cinema's ever going to be what it was, or do you think that time is now, with all, all what's been happening, that time is now gone? Well, it, it depends how certain films fare. You know, it, it, if they do suddenly decide, and, and, and like if, if Wonder Woman does come out and, and makes a decent amount of money, um, then cinemas are screwed, basically. Mm. Uh, it all yeah. depends if you know, will budgets of movies plummet and people go more into, you know, TV programs or think, well, hang on, this is going to go straight onto Netflix. But you've got a lot of stuff. You've got Apple Originals. You've got Netflix Originals. You've got Amazon Originals that all have a load of money piled into them, but they, they go directly to these streaming services and they're doing all right. Yeah. You know. I think the only real way they're going to test it, it's all well and good releasing these not so, shall we say, popular films. They need a big blockbuster. Okay, look, we've made this film, we know it's going to be popular. Let's chuck that on the streaming services and just see what happens, see what kind of revenue we get back. That's only going to be, that's going to be the real test. Like Wonder Woman 1984, yeah, it, it's probably going to be a good film, but. It's not a massive blockbuster, you know. If it's not like up to the likes of Bond or anything like that, as I say, I think the real test: if Bond keeps getting delayed, chuck it on streaming services, just see what happens, and then then they can gauge it from there. Mm. One, if once they do it for one blockbuster, and if it does really well, then that'll open it up to all the other film companies going, well, okay, that one's done good. Why can't our film do just as well? Yeah. If the quality of the films there. Then I think the money will come in. Yeah, there was a. a I mean, there's a, a Chris Chris Hemsworth film that just came out on Netflix. Calls it Extraction, and it's a, such a good movie. It's mm. really, really good. I mean, they didn't get a cinema release, but I, I don't know how they weigh up. You know how good a movie is on on Netflix when it only comes out on Netflix. You're not paying anything extra for it. Yeah. So I don't know how the equivalent of that being a, a box office hit is the equivalent to a Netflix original hit. Mm. Don't know. Don't Do know. you but think that I, Netflix I, would charge like a like a small rental rental fee on top, a bit like what Disney Plus have done with their old premium subscription? You'd think Netflix might might go to say, well, let's face it, Netflix isn't exactly expensive each month. No. Um, so... But they must be doing well enough to be able to put the money into making these films. Exactly, and, and there's, there's there's films coming out all over the place and, and TV mm. TV shows. But the but I've always found Netflix are very quick to shut down a series. You know, yeah. there's been been a few that we've seen, and it's like, oh, this is really good. I like it. Boom, no, no season two. And it's like, oh, yeah. But 
from a, a film point of view, that's it. I mean, if, you know, obviously there's a sequel thing, but um, yeah, I, I think that could be a game changer as well. You know, if they if they make something just for Netflix, and it's being watched a lot, is that the equivalent of an outright hit at the cinema? Yeah, I, I don't know because there's not even any adverts, is there? They're not even no, getting, getting money true. from adverts. There's nothing. Well, if anything, they'll put trailers for their next originals on it. Well, do they, <laughs> do, they, do they do that though? I know Amazon do, but I don't think Netflix. I, as far as I'm aware, you don't see any kind of trailers or adverts at all, not from anything I've watched anyway. So uh, yeah, uh, that that could be a deciding factor as well. You know mm. how how this goes for cinemas is is the fact that you know, it, I suppose it's a little bit like game. You know, if suddenly Sony and Xbox just said, right, here's the new console, there's nothing in it, literally, you just connect to our servers, we deal with everything, we deal with all the graphical uh, power, you know, you can play you can play the best games ever in the highest resolution, because we, we do all of the work for you, this box is just you coming to us. And it's coming, then, I'll tell you, it's coming. There's no need generation. to upgrade to a new box yeah. every year. That's it. Yeah. Uh, all games are digital. All games are streamed. Mm. Bye bye. Resell. Bye bye. Yeah. Physical discs. Yeah. That's the end of game because that's the only reason why Sony and Xbox like game is to sell their consoles. Once they don't need them to sell their consoles because they hate them because they resell their games because they see nothing from that. That's no. the only thing keeping game and that alive, is the is yeah. the sell through, is a resale of software. Yeah, Microsoft and Xbox want you to, um, sorry, Microsoft and Sony want you to buy games through their stores. Yeah, directly from the console itself because they then get, you know, one hundred percent of the proceeds. Um, but no, that I, I, that's definitely coming. Not this generation. We, we know that, but I think. Maybe not the next generation either, but definitely maybe the one after that. It, it is coming because each of them have released a uh, a, a non physical edition as well, where it is just you you hook it up to the internet. You, you can only buy games through their stores, and you you download it. Um, and Microsoft have got something called X Cloud as well, which is exactly what you just spoke about. You can use any portable device. It connects to their their servers and their servers do all the, the stuff in the background they, they they basically run it you're just basically using the screen on your device to see what they're giving you you don't even have to have a powerful device it's all run from the servers from microsoft's end and they're just pushing the content to your phone that's it and and that that's, that's where happening. this media comes in where i won't buy anything unless i've already seen the game already seen yeah. real people playing it and yeah. I'm not going to just take one person's view of it I'll, I'll sit, try and see as much as possible before I buy it because I know once I've bought it that's it I can't do anything with it if I'm going to pay 50 quid for a game then well, 70 I'll, quid now these new ones well exactly and it's a case of also I mean I know the pitfalls of this is the fact that we don't own it no we don't own like, we, 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 we own the rights to play it for a little while, but if they decide to pull it, they yeah. you know potentially they could give us the the advantage of saying, okay, well, if you download it, then you've got the game, but you'll never be able to get, you know, once that comes off of your hard drive, that's it, it's gone. Yeah. You know, that that's 
the price you pay for having something digital that you can have straight away. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see because I, I I don't know. There's there's a lot of factors that could kill off the cinema, or I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the fact of how <laughs> how much they charge for their snacks and drinks and stuff is is obviously to make up for something else. Yeah. So the same as the games and that are, are, are making money from selling, reselling of the games. The cinemas seem to be making more of their money from the snacks and everything than than the price of tickets. Yeah, that's what they rely on. I think is you know not not the films themselves, but they're making their money from what you buy once you're in there. Yeah, it's just just really strange at the minute. You just don't know which way it's going to go. Um. Also, from a even from a from a viewer point of view, there's nothing decent to watch. Well, it's, yeah, in, it's it's interesting the the way again with with Apple seeing that, seeing the way as soon as a movie came out of the cinema, it was there to pre order. I haven't mm. seen I haven't seen Tenant there to pre order. No, that's, that's been out in the cinema ages. Well, why gone from the cinemas now? Yeah. Well, you'd you'd think, you know, you've learnt your lesson. Either it, I don't think it was a bad film, but it didn't do very well at the cinema because of reduced audiences and people are maybe didn't want to go out and see it. It's like, will you stick it on Apple then? Get it to pre-order. See how many millions of people pre-order it. Then you're okay. Yeah. yeah. But they haven't done that yet, so I don't know what they're waiting for. Maybe they're planning to um, when things do finally reopen again. Maybe they're planning to re-release it. Maybe it didn't. It, they didn't get the money that they were hoping yet because they didn't get the amount of people going to see it. So you know, maybe they'll re-release it and then. People go and see it, but surely, yeah, movie companies can only do that for so long. They're not going to keep churning out 180 no. million to to make a film and then stick it on the shelf. You can no. do that every so often, but you've got to be making, raking the money in one end before you can give a, a, a green light another budget for a film the other end. Yeah. Also, it's going to got to hit the filmmakers themselves as well, like Christopher Nolan. You know, he probably put a lot of work. Or he obviously put a lot of work into that film. For then, then for it not to do that well, okay. Even though it was due to maybe other circumstances, maybe he's sitting back thinking, "Well, I put all that effort into that, not done all that well. Why am I bothering?" Well, <laughs> moving on to our next thing, you could say that about John Carpenter. I mean, <laughs> I mean, well, looking at the thing, how much of a wreck that was at the cinema to how it is now you yeah. you could say to him well I told you so I I knew it was good but you didn't believe me when I told yeah. <laughs> yeah. you yeah. so that does that moves us on to our next part of our show so at last it's time to lift and look under those cushions and find out what's been lost for a few years in Retro Raiders <laughs> Okay, Russ, I mean, obviously there's going to be spoilers galore with this film, but um, what's the one, what's the film you want to talk about? Uh, I'd like to talk about Starman. Ooh. Yeah. It's a Starman waiting. No, no not, not that one? Okay. That. No, 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 not that, not that. <laughs> the film Starman has no connection to that song whatsoever. <laughs> um, oh, I love this film. Um, I remember seeing it for the first time as a kid and I've always been fascinated by you know aliens and all the rest of it and i don't know it's just just a just a such a beautiful film it's not 
it's not yeah, it is a, about an alien but to a degree it's there's so much more to it it's just a wonderful story um and even today you know you watch it and it's just like it's just a a good sit down watch on a rainy day film get your drinks get your snacks you're going to enjoy it no matter how many times you've seen it you're going to enjoy it okay who else was actually in it Karen Allen Oh, I was in it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Jeff Bridges played the the, the main the main character as the alien. Well, the, I mean, that's what shocked me actually because I totally forgot the director was John Carpenter. Oh, so yeah, it, it, was. it was like and he did the music as well. I've, what a great bit of music in that there is. As well. I, I know, and and it was like a, it's like oh yeah, I mean, but funny enough, I mean uh, Jeff Jeff Bridges he got a. Academy Award nomination, and so did John Carpenter. It's the only film that he'd uh, actually got an Academy Award nomination for, um, yeah. and it was produced by Michael Douglas as well. So, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got, like I say, you got Jeff Bridges, you got Karen Allen, who's obviously more known for uh, Marion for Raiders, but she was also in Scrooge and Animal House. You've got yeah. uh, Charles Martin Smith, who was the the, the, with the FBI lots, you know, chasing after them, who's more well known? Oh, well, I say more well known, but known from um, American Graffiti. Uh, he played yeah. Terry. It's quite funny when he has a little moped moped uh, crash. He, he was also in Untouchables as Oscar Wallace. Uh, spoiler alert: He's the one that gets killed in the elevator. Uh. Uh, it's a bit of a shock one, though, because you really like him because he's like this accountant type one who's just doing the ledger, and he's the one who actually pulls down Al Capone. And um, he's the one who just it's like no, oh no, he's died. Um, so he was. I found he was really good in this film. Also, there's a a chappy in there, uh, a Richard uh, Jekyll, who also played uh, Sergeant Brown in the Dirty Dozen. Because oh. I was looking at him, thinking, oh, I recognise him, I recognise him, and that's when I thought, oh yeah, he's from the Dirty Dozen. He's he's one of the one of the main characters in the Dirty Dozen. He's not he's not the um, not the prisoners. He's he's to do with the you know the, the army in a different way. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, there's something about this film that, I mean, it came out in '84, and there's that sort of '80s magic about it that that when you yeah. watch it, you know, you, you're getting this not Spielberg thing, but kind of a wouldn't it be great if this would, you know, could be yeah, real sort of thing. Happened. And yeah. it, and it was interesting that it was a bit more of a love story uh, than anything else. And yeah. I think both of them, both Karen and Jeff, work really well together. I mean, Jeff's performance, he's his movement. I mean, even you know his his movements, his talking. He 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 got his movements from um, from studying birds, the way their oh, heads right. move and stuff like that. That's how. That's where yeah. he got his movements from, and and it's perfect <laughs> all the way through. Um, you know the. I think for me. My my favourite scene in the whole film has to be, and it, I don't it gets me every time, is when they're in that cafe, um, they're travelling to for him to go and meet his yeah. spaceship so he can yeah. go home. And they're in that cafe, and then um, he looks out the window, and there's that guy that's pulled up, and he's got that dead deer on the front bonnet. Um, he, he, he goes out and uses one of his silver, silver balls that he's got and brings it back to life. And I'm I'm sorry I don't care how old you are that, that that's just one of those moments in the film where it, it it just gets you because it's a beautiful moment it really is a beautiful moment just the whole build up to it with the music and the way he walks up to it and he's stroking it because it's dead and then he, he brings it back to life and then he 
he like, holds it and lets go of it and it, it, it runs off. Um, not so well afterwards with the guy <laughs> comes out and says basically what, what, what you done now? Yeah. Like, like, what are you doing? Bingo. Just that, Spit. <laughs> yeah. Just that whole whole thing of, of him bringing back that, that creature back to life was just it's just a beautiful moment in the film and it always one of those ones that when I think of that film that scene always sticks out. Um, I don't know why but it just always does. I think I think that's a turning point for the story as well because you know she's obviously wary of him. I mean, it looks like a a, 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 a sort of dead husband, but it, she knows it's not, and she's yeah. always wary, thinking that there's nothing, something not right. But then she sees that you know he's he, he is he's just a kind alien yeah. who's took over this body or or looks similar. And also from the audience point of view as well, you're you're seeing that side of him, and that's what makes you want him to succeed yeah you know because of what he's what he's able to do and the fact that he is beaten up quite severely after that <laughs> yeah but um Just for doing something really really good there's but the, the funny bits is i mean that bit where he hitches a ride and he tries a cigarette for the first time it's the way he coughs and i don't know jeff is just brilliant He's so. I mean, seeing him in in the likes of Iron Man and and Tron, and then seeing him in this is just absolutely fantastic. Um, Do you not feel in some ways though it's a shame that they never did a follow up because you know, ah. obviously she couldn't become pregnant by her husband because she wasn't capable of, but because he was an alien, he had like special powers, and basically he he gave her a child. And he gave her the last silver ball before he ascended up into the, yeah. into the spaceship. So um, I always thought there should have been a, a second film. Well, there was a TV series. Oh, was there? Yeah. In 86, oh. you literally you had a 22-episode TV series which starred Robert Hayes, who you'd know from Airplane and Airplane 2. Right. And it's him coming back... And he he gets with his son to look for her because she's gone missing. Oh, okay. And it it, it was quite good. I mean, it, it starred at the time these sort of actors. I mean, it had Erin Gray who who played Wilmer in Buck Rogers. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, I loved for a couple that. of episodes. And um, but uh, it, it it only lasted for one season, but it it did actually continue the story. They gave a little bit of backstory as to why he wasn't Jeff Bridges or look like Jeff Bridges, but you right. had the son who was grown up, uh, but plus, obviously, <laughs> whether or not they could afford Karen Allen, probably not at the time, no. so that's why she's no. not in it, but they're looking for her. Um, so, yeah, you, you it was a, a proper sequel, but... Um, what was it, it called? It, it was Star- Starman. Which is it was okay. Starman, and I, and I think it's just because it had quite a low budget, and, and that it just didn't, it couldn't compete at the time. I mean, even when yeah. this came out, there was two other films that came out in the same year. You had two thousand and ten, so you had the sequel to two thousand one, A Space Odyssey, and you had Dune, and both of them made more money than Starman, yeah. but it, but you look at the reviews and Starman is way ahead of both of these films which is what I mean like we're saying from a you know saving the cinema point of view it's weird the way these films are 
uh, are loved more now, but at the yeah. time didn't do so it well at the well. cinema because people wanted to see Dune, which really was, you know, it's okay film, but it's messes about with the the book too much and and 2010 which which is an okay film but you know it, it only made what 28.7 million on a 24 million budget something like that so it didn't make it didn't really do that well as profit wise um mm. but it was interesting that i found out that uh, the only reason this got green lit was because um, of a failed Steven Spielberg movie, he wanted to do uh, what was called at the time, which was Night Skies, which is like his alien horror movie. And Columbia said no, but we're going to go. We want to go. It's going to be that's going to be a bit kiddie, kiddie five. We want to go with a more adult type film. So they went with Starman. So Spielberg took Night Skies to Universal. Which turned out to be E.T., <laughs> which ah. was one of the biggest films ever. Yeah. So his, his biggest film. Columbia must have been kicking themselves, but if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have got Starman. They wouldn't have greenlit sort of Starman anyway. Yeah. But yeah, it, it is. It's one of those, and I think it's one of those films. A bit like the Goonies. I remember seeing it coming towards the end of my school years, and there was that magic around certain films like that. That's the special yeah. effects had suddenly got better, you know, from star Wars, you had the ILM doing all the special effects and bits and pieces. And suddenly films went up a notch and was showing stuff. I mean, the, the fact when, when, um, he uses, he, he, is it when he uses one of those silver balls? I can't remember where he projects America on the, on the windscreen of the car. And it's yeah. like, Ooh, sat nav. And it's like, yep, yeah, we've nearly got that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and it's all these bits where you oh wish, wish we could have that now sort of thing and and um... I think for me as well with that film is it doesn't need to rely on it because there's not really a great amount of special effects in it no. and it doesn't need to rely on special effects for it to be the film that it is. That's what I like about it. It's a good old fashioned story to uh, 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 a telling of a story. Um, without having to have all all of that chucked in it as, as well, the film carried itself along perfectly fine, just with the story on its own. Yeah, um, and, and I think that a lot of the special effects um, sort of are quite good today. Yeah, quite good today. I mean, there's a, there's a little bit of blue or green screen that's a bit iffy, but but uh, apart from that, it's quite good. Yeah, and as um, I mentioned the, um, the soundtrack in it as well. It's uh, a really really good soundtrack actually. The, the main theme itself is just. Yeah, I really like it. It's 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 typical John Carpenter synthy kind of sounds, and yeah, it's a really good tune. I really like it. I've got nothing. To be honest with you, I've got I've got nothing bad to say about the film. To be honest with you, did you know that Jeff Bridges and and um, Karen Allen actually recorded a song? All I have to do is dream. <laughs> if you really? YouTube what, for that it, film? yeah, YouTube it, and they actually recorded the song. With the video has parts of Starman and them in it, so it's all to do with the uh, film. And yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a bit of a shocker when I found that. It was like, okay, didn't know they'd actually sung together on a <laughs> on something yeah. like that. The but, fun you were saying as well is, um, you know, there was a TV series, and at the time, obviously Jeff Bridges wasn't ever going to be in it, and Karen Allen they probably didn't have the money. But how things, how times have now changed because you've got these TV series is now coming out. Where 
the top stars are, are now being in them because oh, I don't know whether it's because they can't get work as, in, in movies or it's just the, the work not there but a lot of them are going to the, the, the TV series side of things I, I think you, I think there was cool. there was just frustrated not too much of a comparison but frustrated as what I was with the fact that when you do get certain books transformed into films they're trying to squeeze a story into an hour and a half and you can't yeah. do that yeah you, it needs you, to be told yes over a long the whole period. point is you need to have that ability to even if even if you you know this is this is a story this is going to be told in one season and there's a conclusion yeah do it for eight episodes or whatever to be able to tell the whole story the for whole you story. to get invested yeah. in characters and and everything else i think the the um there was a, a stephen king i mean there's been loads anyway but there was a stephen king one um something catcher i can't remember now and it's an alien uh, story about alien visitors coming down and and dreamcatcher that was it and i i love the book they then made the film first half an hour perfect to the book the rest of the film was a rush to try and get the story squeezed into the end and they completely ruined it yeah. and I'm just thinking if you'd have made that into a TV series you could have told the story properly and that's Taking it and I think with, with with CGI and, and uh, digital effects being essentially cheaper or being able to do the things that you need to do with a shorter time you can you can now do this as a TV series Whereas you think, yeah. you know, you think of the Star Wars films when they first come out was a three-year or two-year gap between each one. Yeah, you know, yeah, it took yeah. three years to to actually get it all done. Um, I think you're right. It, it, it's it's you know you're able to tell these stories a lot better as a as a series now than an hour and a half film. So you know, these are the sort of things they could redo the TV yeah. series. Yeah, oh, I'd love to see Star Men. Well, maybe not redone, but a different telling of it. Um, whether it would be the, the series redone again, I wouldn't mind that. Um, I don't think the film needs to be redone. That'd be a shame if that got interfered with. There were so many other films where they've redone it. You're just like, why? Why did they do that? There was nothing wrong with the original. You know? Okay, it's time for our coveted cushion award. Uh, so the score can be between zero and ten cushions. So a score of naught to four gets you a very dirty, sticky, half-chewed, toffee, COVID covered in fluff excuse of a cushion. Um, four to four point five to seven gets you an old ripped tatty cushion that, with a little TLC, is more comfy than you thought. Seven point five to nine gets you a silver silk cushion, which has the groovy tassels on each corner, and ten gets you the gold velvet cushion that would have you believe you're snuggled into the warm lap of a Vorky. So, Russ, <laughs> what did you think from when you first saw it? To now, what's your scores? Scores on the doors. Uh, um, as an watching it at a younger age, I probably didn't appreciate it as as much as I, I I do now. So probably back then I would have given it maybe a three or four. Um, it still would have been high up. Um, I just didn't have the appreciation I think that I've got for it now. Um, but today, if, for me, it would, it would definitely get a five without a doubt. I, I just love the film, and I can. That's one of those ones where again, where you can just watch it over and over again and also yeah if you was to turn the tv on and no matter what point it is at that film i would probably just sit there and watch it from that point uh, every time it, it just wouldn't it bore me it just wouldn't, doesn't get old i i totally agree I, I think at the time it would have been a bit too lovey-dovey 
You know, I like the bits with the deer. I like the explosions when he drives into the tanker. But so it wouldn't have been a. It would have been like a, a three, definitely then. But now, I appreciate his acting in it. Uh, appreciate everything about it, the whole story, the way everything's put together. So, some for me, it'd be a five as well. So, so Starman gets our coveted gold velvet covered cushion with a score of ten. <laughs> Rightly so, rightly so. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it, it, it so deserves it. It really does. Okay, that's it for our show. Thanks for listening. Is there any last words you want to say, Russ? Um, I think the only thing I want to ask you is because we haven't actually spoke about it. Is have you? got or played or seen star wars squadron well funnily enough no i haven't because <laughs> i with with playing uh no man's sky i thought if i if i wait the squadrons will come down in price a bit ah, <laughs> so yeah. I'm, i might what i'll either do is i'll um i'll wait till sort of christmas and yeah. uh, treat myself uh yeah. whether it's gone down or not but so uh, yeah i'm sort of biting at the bit but i've been you know, playing No Man's Sky so much that I just think it, it can wait. You know, I've bought too many times. I've bought full price games and then played them for a little bit and gone great. And then suddenly you thought, oh, I need to play something else and gone from one to yeah. the other. So, have you? Have you at all? I've I've only seen it being played. I I haven't got it. But again, like you, I'll, I'll probably pick it up. Hopefully, if it comes down in price, hopefully by Christmas. I must admit that the the more I'm seeing of people reviewing it. And talking about it, the more I'm thinking, oh, maybe I will, because <laughs> they are saying how uh, in how deep it actually is. You know, yeah. it's not sort it's of just a, a sort of pick up and shoot, and that's it. You can really, really get into it. And and funnily enough, I've yeah, I've been watching a few videos, and and then I'll put on a Star Wars film. You know, I put on Rogue One. And it gets to that point where they're on, <laughs> they're on the planet fighting. I just think, mm, yeah, I want to get in an X-wing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's got, yeah, it's got, yeah. <laughs> it's doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, okay. Anything from you? Uh, no, no, that's uh, that's me done. I mean, uh, uh, look out uh, for future episodes. But we've got a good special coming up. Uh, so yeah we try not to make it so long between episodes but as you know life gets in the way okay thanks for listening we both hope you enjoy it if you did please subscribe so you never miss an episode we're on itunes google podcast amazon music and podbean you can also contact us via our email address which is dtbot77 at gmail.com and our twitter account which is at dtbots D-T-B-O-T-S down the back of the sofas. We can also be found on Podbean which hosts our website as well as our Facebook page. So, it's goodbye from me and it's... Goodbye from me. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. See ya.
ราว